Welcome to episode 61, Jungle Brothers Podcast. It's your host, Joe Worthington and Paul Fotofili and Tiara Ward. Hello. Good day. Welcome, team. Uh, last week, we had Coach Azza on the show, um, making the transition, the PT thing, the coaching thing. It's, uh, it's been interesting, likely for you guys who are listeners, tra- how you've transitioned your training over this time, but it's, it's, it, you might not have considered, but it's been a very interesting and maybe developmental time for coaches too because we've had to try and figure out ways to innovate and that kind of thing. In any case, that was last week's episode. Make sure you have a listen. Today, we're getting stuck into the idea of transitioning out of COVID. Uh, And it's quite timely because the government has announced that lockdown measures are easing. And as of today, they have uh, have eased. Maybe some of you have even been to a cafe already. Uh, You know, cafes and stuff can have 10 people in there and that sort of thing, which is cool. Is it clubs and pub? Clubs and pubs? I think it's it? pubs that have a restaurant attached to them. Uh, and, it, and it's the restaurant that's open. Yeah. Can you play pokies? <laughs> <laughs> What's the casino doing? What are they? Good be question. Putting some pressure on the government. Yeah. I would not want to be shot right now. It'd be fucking. It'd be a good way for the government to get their JobKeeper back. Just fucking poke <laughs> one revenue. hand and come back in the other. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> that, that's an interesting question. I feel like that you can't go play pokies. But it seems crazy that it they would, would do that. It would be pretty fucking gross, you know. If you could. Like spreading, like as a as a corona, bit of a corona breeding pit. It's true, you know. Yeah, yeah, totally irresponsible. Ugh. Yeah. But look, on that there be, there comes anytime there's a transition in or out, um, there there becomes challenges for people and businesses and you know everybody in that your schedule gets thrown into disarray, and so. For you listening, you would have had disruptions to what you do. We've had disruptions to what we do. Um, obviously, we like to talk about exercise and nutrition and all those things that tie into a healthy lifestyle. Um, but it is kind of a bigger conversation and we feel it's a, it's a good time to discuss that because we are going to be going back into this other period of transition. I guess for myself, I could say it's been kind of nice in recent weeks because things have settled somewhat. You guys kind of felt that same energy? Yeah, definitely. And it seems like just as we're getting into the groove, like we're going to be going back out again, yeah? Yeah. I almost don't, I almost don't want to go back for a little while. <laughs> it's kind of how I feel. <laughs> yeah. Like it's a, yeah, it's unfortunate to say, but you're like, fuck, we're just getting settled. It would be nice to cruise for a little bit. Yeah. Well, that's, that's, um, that's, that's the issue, isn't it? Like when you have these radical changes, it's the, ch- the change and the transition that actually disrupts your life. It's not necessarily once you get into a, a, a new space and a new, a new, a new uh, uh, start traveling down a new path, once you're on it, it's kind of, you know, you adapt and, and you deal with whatever's come and come in your way and you find your routine again. But the transition tends to knock people around. Yeah. yeah. It, what is that? Do you think it is like, do you think it's that it zaps your energy or do you think it's that it requires more thinking, like more mental work? over that time because mm. you're kind of managing new logistics and you, you're not falling into, back onto routine and those kinds of things? Yeah, I think it's all of that. And just the extra work that goes into, well, you're kind of creating something new. If you're diversifying as a business, which I think a lot of people have over this time, you mean the only businesses that are functioning now are the ones that, that, that diversified, you know? There are areas of, of um, the economy that that didn't have to, and they're continuing to do what they did, but even they have felt some form of change, like speak to every builder that's, that's in the gym at the moment, they're like, man, I've never been this busy because 
shit's uncertain and you know everyone's like right we've got to finish all of our jobs because if we, we don't know if we're going to be building next week you know so that uncertainty just kind of sitting there it just accelerates production in certain areas and then shuts down production in others and then places like us need to make the decision on whether we shut down or diversify and it seems like um all of the the uh when they released budget was it yesterday or the day before there's a bunch of graphs with it and you could see how the economy just fucking plummeted and then it kind of pulled up at um i don't know it was like a 20 or 30 percent fucking loss and then it started this gradual climb again so it plateaued and now it's starting to kind of claw its way back and I looked at the graph and I looked at our model, like what had happened with us in the gym. And um, I was speaking to my, my brother-in-law about it. He's an economist. And I said, it looks exactly the same as the graphs that we've got uh, with our membership loss and, and what, what's happening now. And I said, that line or that, cre- that line creeping back up, they're the business that, that diversified. They're the ones that have continued, they've dug the hills in and they've continued to kind of push forward and the businesses that that have to work over this period of time. Um, and they're kind of holding up the economy. And then you've got this big fucking crash. Uh, we've got 1.5 million people without a job at the moment in Australia. It's fucking huge. It's a, it's a 6%, um, a 6% uh, uh, we've got a 6% unemployment rate at the moment dropped down from, f- uh, f- uh, from five, which doesn't sound like a lot, but that's like a three year recovery to get those people back into work. Wow. And on top of that, you've got all these people on JobKeeper, which probably a lot of them won't have a job. Like it's the idea is to have, okay, flick switch and all the business kick on again. But when you think about it, a lot of businesses are going to be like, okay, we're paying our JobKeeper, but it's not going to be enough time for us to get to back. Like you're not going to rehire. No, in in three years you can't, you know, if it's going to take three years to cover, You've got six months of JobKeeper. The numbers don't add up. So there's going to be a huge amount of people that are out of job there as well. It's opened up a few more mines, man. It's a few mines. There's heaps of outback out there. Yeah. yeah. True, bro. <laughs> Cut that shit open. Yeah. yeah well, that's... Everyone in there. <laughs> well, 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 <laughs> who are we going to sell to, mate? China's yeah. not interested. <laughs> <laughs> Sending back that Wagyu. <laughs> Actually, that, yeah, that was an interest with that, with the trade piece with China. They're not buying meat and, you know, food products and whatever. But they're still buying all of our minerals, right? Like I'm sure, I'm yeah. sure they're still taking that. And they're still buying the cheap products that they sell back to us. Yes. With those minerals in them. That's <laughs> <laughs> true, Business. man. Business as usual. So I guess then there's been, you know, so obviously there's been sort of struggles for us coming into it. And, and maybe before we go into the, like how people can get their head around it and well, how they can sustain as little damage as possible mm-hmm. through this transition. And, yeah. you know, in, in terms of their lifestyle and their mindset and their training and all those things, what's some of the shit you guys have had to deal with coming into this for better or for worse in this transition? Funny you say better or for worse because we're here listing some things, some tools, some observations on, you know, how you can transition back out based on what we've learnt just recently transitioning in. Um, I will say that I, I'm, I'm not an expert either and I, I can't say that I did it the best but I, I did uh, I did take some time to reflect on it because I what happened was for sure it was tough for me for a couple of weeks just like it was for everyone else we got super busy here meanwhile there was homeschool really busy at home 
Um, and then just like yeah, all, all your time is stripped away and everything goes out of whack schedule-wise. Um, so it was, a, it was a tough transition. I, I, I probably, you know, I, I could have transitioned better. You can always transition better, but, um, you know, a little time to reflect and have a sit down with my partner and figure out what happened and how we could do it better and how we got to, to this point now. I think it's going to pay dividends going forward back out again. Um, so yeah, as far as the the training thing goes, the training went to went down to pretty much nil for almost two weeks, um, and you know that was we spoke about that a little bit on a podcast a couple of weeks ago on on how we get out, got out of that, and um, a, a big thing was was routine. You know, I, I think with all the little bits and pieces that happened, um, routine, which I think we we can all agree is a big piece of the puzzle, um, and we can get into more of that. But for more specifically for me, it was like to, to figure out the routine was definitely a, a sitting down and, and reflecting. You know, when you go through some sort of shit, though, say uh, you, reflection uh, is part of key to, to, to evolving and learning from it. So sitting down and, and thinking like, well, how the hell did this all happen? And doing that from a household perspective with my partner and getting a calendar out and the routine for me and trying to build that back in. Um, had to be done around a, a calendar because, you know, got the three kids and got the, the job and, and whatnot. So definitely for me it was um, starting, with the, starting with the schedule and trying to hash out a routine based on the new, you know, all the pieces got moved. It's like, okay, this is where the pieces lie. These pieces are fixed. These pieces we can work on and you try and fill the gaps and start to build something from there. Yeah. Yeah, right. So the calendar was the key tool there. And, yes. And blocking yeah. that shit out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then starting to, yeah, starting to block it out. And, um, you know, I'd say I'm very fortunate with my partner and we can speak on that level like, okay, what's, what do you need? What do you need from, from me? Um, and, what do, and she can also listen and say, you know, what, what she, she can tell me what she needs and I can tell her what I need. And she's also realises that we've got to keep the gym going as well and then just try and meet, meet halfway, you know what I mean? Now, Tiora, you, you have a reputation for being notoriously good at, at managing your calendar. Yeah. How have things been for you through this time? Yeah, pretty <laughs> Shots fired. <laughs> pretty good. Beep, beep, beep. I mean, it's all about consistency, you know? <laughs> <laughs> you always tell it's all about consistency. So if you're like consistently Some... inconsistent, then inconsistency imposed on your calendar doesn't make too much of a difference. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> He's just ready to battle. Just roll with the punches. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but right, I think, yeah, routine's the most important thing to get back. I, I struggle with, with um, keeping times. I'm always late. Um, that's a fucking problem. I think it's a psychological issue that I potentially have. Um, I like to lean on that but probably just me being a lazy shit. And um, yeah, I'm sloppy with my times. But the only thing that stops me from being unbearable and un un like not capable of working with anyone is the fact that I do have a routine structure that keeps me in line. It's like, a, like a, um, uh, an anchor, you know? Yes. But even like referring back to that drop in the economy, that, that drop where people started losing money and all the rest of it... Um, that also represents, that, that drop is the transition. And if you look at that on a health perspective, 
it's the same thing that you just talked about, Paul, when you're saying you didn't train for two weeks. So over that time, you're starting to lose, uh, you know, your gains in your training, you know, or the, the, the progress that you've been making with you're chasing something down or um, you're putting on lean muscle mass or you're getting fit or whatever it is or you're chasing your hands down, I don't know. But that drop, the longer you stay there, the harder it is to crawl yourself back out and the yeah. more you lose. So the quicker you can make the transition into a new routine and try to hold on as much to the, the original routine and make as little amount of change as possible, uh, it's always going to have to adapt. Uh, the quicker you can get back into a new routine, it's not just good for your, for your body, but it's very, very important just for your mental health. You, you know, know, that's an interesting point you make and I, I wanted to look at the idea of the quicker, the quicker that you transition out. Mm. And it's also something I mentioned now, I think about it, I said oh, I had two weeks and then I, I started to make the turn back and it's been a gradual turn back. But the, the actual transition, I think that's where probably lots of people get stuck as in how to stop, mm. how to plug it. Say you're, you're sliding, you know, and things are compounding. It's like, how do you put the brakes on that? You yeah. know what I mean? Because that's difficult. It's like, you know, we all did a bit of personal development work and you, you work on like being aware in a situation. So like, you know, you and me might have a, an awkward thing in a meeting and back in the day would blow up, but with some awareness work and stuff like that, you can start to recognise it early and then you're like, oh, this is where this is going and, you know, you can, you can check yourself a lot easier and see what a situation yeah. is. So same with like when people sliding, like how do, how do people stop the slide is my question. Yeah. You know, so like... Yeah, you got to slow that shit down. Well, yeah, and how, well, do you, how, do you, how do you like pull yourself out? Fucking, I was going for beers. You mid, were. Midweek. Going for beers? Yeah, like, oh, like in, the in the fridge. Yeah, going like... You're drinking every day, out for it? a beer at the end yeah. of the day. So what, what is it that got And the end of the day is like 2.30 in the afternoon. Yeah, and you're like, I could sink another one of them. Yeah, it was Yeah, it was full on. Sun's about to go down in about five hours. Uh, <laughs> and that's not part of you my don't do original, like my regular routine. It's like, okay, well, you've got to recognise the things that have snuck in and you've got to think of ways of getting that out again and then bring back the things that, you know, help you progress, you know, move forward. I had a couple of strange, like, um, like similar to the beer thing, like I was drinking alcohol. We spoke about this before, but I was drinking alcohol every night. Yeah. I think for the first four weeks, just like a, a glass of wine or a beer. We still drink the dark beer. Me never. Huh? Oh, I don't mind like the weak the dark old, beers, like yeah, two years yeah, yeah, old or something. Yeah. But yeah, not like Guinness and shit. But um, but no, I like pretty soft stuff. But just I, I normally would drink, would have a drink maybe on two or three nights a week. But instead it was seven nights a week. But I also had a couple of distinct like food splurges that were uncharacteristic. One was um, there was a big packet of M&Ms in the, in the cupboard that I think Misa had bought for Hattie when they'd gone to the movies or something and Hattie would get like a little handful of them and then like, you know, whenever Yum. she would remember them again, she could get another handful kind of thing. She forgets they're there. Um, but I just demolished them and then I thought, like in one night, and then I thought, oh, I should replace that. So I went and bought <laughs> the packet again the next day and then I demolished that. But then I remember on another day, I bought like a whole packet of chocolate Monty's biscuits, yeah. which have always been a favourite of mine. Yes. And I ate that whole packet. And then I was going through this hot cross bun thing. Mm. And I'm, I look back and I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, why? Why did I all of a sudden just let go of the reins yeah. on all of those things? At the time where you least, where you least need it yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. You know? 
and it, it, in and, a way, and it's and, and I mean, in and of itself, it's not a big deal, right? No. You, you ate some biscuits one day, you ate some chocolate the next day, you skipped a training session that week, whatever. But if you're drinking more, eating worse, sleeping worse, not training, yeah. and you're doing all of those things, and you you know you're, you're you're not eating regularly, and you're like you're doing that consistently, and then even with your productivity, if you're being mm. slightly less productive every day for a few weeks. That's really enough to bring stop you off the rails up. in a sense. So what was it that made you stop? Was it like a thought that you had or was it because you started feeling like shit? And then how did you stop? Is it, I mean, you're a pretty disciplined, you know, self-aware guy. but Yeah, it's, it's a good question. Because I think it... With the with the food and it was the drink, my body fat percentage. It was that, it was that dick. <laughs> <laughs> I can't lie, man. Of course it was. <laughs> <laughs> no, as a as of the motherfucker was texting me, calling me fat and shit on Instagram. <laughs> Is that right? <laughs> yeah, he's like, oh, bro, too many hot cross buns. I was like, whatever, bro. I sent him the pregnancy, I started, the pregnancy emoji at one point. <laughs> He was ripping me about being fat. I was teasing him about having shit hip mobility. <laughs> and he's like, whatever. I was born with it. <laughs> um, but no, the, the, it, came, it actually it came down to a few key things. One was um, my partner, Misa. She was like, I think she was like, oh, I got to curb the drinking thing. Like we should just, I want to just go back to not having a drink every night. And I mm. was like, yeah, I think that's a really good idea. And then we just did it. Like, well, okay, mm. well, what nights can we drink? And we decided... Thursday, Saturday, Sunday, mm. they're the nights that we can yes. have a drink and the other days we don't. That's Get a that good calendar point. Out. But so it, was, it was just that discussion. And so that's really finding someone who's going through the same thing, talking about it and then maybe buddying up with the person. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And you know, finding a bit of balance. Like you don't want to be like, right, you know, you got all that pressure from transition, radical change, and then you don't want to be like, right, I got to fucking keep training six days a week and I got to keep my diet. For, like yeah. that's probably going to do even more damage yeah you got to be moderate you got to balance things out a bit give a little bit you know okay i'm gonna have a drink on the weekend you know yeah some ice cream and i know i'm drinking and i'm eating because it's a form of escapism and you're aware of it and you monitor it and you and you restrict it you know yeah exactly and i mean the you know i guess that that same kind of realization like um i i get a lot of mine from journaling Yes. I'm sure you do too. And if yeah. I and, yeah. and I was just thinking about that before when you were saying like how does someone stop um, stop and, and, and you know stop something in its tracks and then make a change. And I was like, fuck, I journal every day and every day when I do that, um, that requires me to reflect on the day before and then mm. I reflect on mm. every week. And so there's this process that occurs every day yes. where I'm kind of reviewing myself, even though I don't strictly review myself, but it's like, what did I want to achieve this week? Huge Have I part achieved of it, it, man? Huge part of it. Yeah, like and training goals and mm. health goals are part of that. So it almost that in and of itself brings me back to sure does brings me back in line pretty. Yeah, quick. I'm the same, and because we do it, um, it seems very normalized. But I think that would help a lot of people, individuals who are trying to stop the slide, because that stopping and, and checking yourself, as you said, and yeah. reflecting. Like, how is you, it? How's it affecting me? Yeah, like, do you ever think about? Um, you know when you used to have those days, I mean, you can think back, I don't know, maybe, I, don't, I doubt you guys have them anymore because you've got kids, but like when you were maybe late teenager, early 20s, where you would just get up and like just do whatever, like all day. 
you know, you do nothing. You might go train or something. Like yeah. you still do shit. It's kind but of you get up whatever that memory. You get up at whatever time. You <laughs> do yoga on a Sunday. Call someone. Go get breakfast. Yeah. Fuck, come home. I'm gonna watch some fucking UFC or something. Like and then you, you really realize it's Monday. Yeah. <laughs> 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 or Tuesday or something. <laughs> it's not you guys, fuck, I haven't fed my kids for a week. <laughs> um, but but you know, you think about that, and you and you're like, fuck, I. I don't think, not that I, I don't actually don't miss that necessarily. I like having structure and I like being productive. Um, but the, the, the journaling thing, like the accountability, even the accountability we have to each other as business partners, we've been checking in every day throughout this thing. You actually can't, you can't slip up that bad because you, mm. like you can't just disappear off the radar. Yeah. You'll get picked up either by your journaling or by one of us yes. or by your partner or Yeah, that was a big mm. part of why I wanted to keep those 930 accountability. Meetings. Was like for me personally I needed to check in with you guys cuz I just couldn't do it my on my own like just just hit that time and get me running on the day cuz especially when I'm around my family um you know and that's a big part of my uh you know my how I see myself. I love my family. More time with family is always a good thing. So when you're at home working, you, you feel like you're doing the right thing by hanging out with your family, but it's like, yeah, you know, I've got to separate work time, stuff like that. But yeah. Accountability is a good one. Yeah, accountability it's a great to one. someone, one. even to your journal. Hard, hard if you don't uh, have any, any like physical human to account. So the journal is a really good mm. option for people that don't have anyone to, to be accountable for. Have we ever done you an know? episode on journaling? Not strictly, we've done, no. We've done goal setting and it's part of it in there. Yeah. That'd be a good one. That'd be a good one. We'll be yeah, a good I'd one. Be, I'd, I'd, I'd learn something from that for sure. Journaling. Done. Talk about it in a couple of weeks. Yeah. So we've got routine. We've got um, accountability. I think also um, having a look at what kind of hurdles stop you from, from getting uh, yes. routine back. It's like I think a lot of people have um, realised how dependent their their training um, routine actually is like you, you you can't you can't you don't have Oztag you know what I mean you can't meet up with your teammates for for an athlete or for for a team sports person um, the rug's just been pulled out from under them and you, you hear I'm hearing a lot about people that 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 try that that's their f- f- primary source of exercise is. Uh, ball sport or, or team sport and they're they're not doing anything at the moment. Oh, they can't get motivated and mm. they're like fuck because it's a game that, that gets them gets them excited about the fitness and then also if you're yeah you're, even if you're just relying on a barbell I mean fuck trying to get a hand on one of them at the moment is difficult yeah or machines you know if you're a bodybuilder and you need you know 10 different machines for your anterior delt yeah this is tricky <laughs> <laughs> you gotta fucking I just want to hit it from every angle, (laughs) maximise that growth. It's a a hard one. So I think it's also forcing people to get a little more independent when it comes to their exercise. That's going to affect a lot of gyms. It's not going to affect us because our whole model is about building independency with a human and giving them the the tools and the knowledge that they need to do their fucking training anywhere, even if it's on a one-by-one piece of carpet, which is what most of our members are training on at the moment. And we've held on to our membership base because we have the uh, the variables that we have, the tools that we have, the diversity, um, the diversity and the knowledge to be able to, to coach that. But that's not going to be the case for for your standard gym owner. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think um, that people are going out there looking for new ways to train because um, they don't have access to 
to all of this. Uh, um, I mean, fuck, everyone going for a run is a perfect example, you know? That's right. So it, it sort of became the only thing they could do. Yeah. Or they thought the only thing that they knew they that they could, they could do. do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so I, it's, I think coming out of this is going to be interesting, people's perception of exercise. And um, once you get, again, once you get used to a certain routine, it doesn't necessarily mean you're going to go running back to your old routine, you know? Yeah. Well, you want to be careful, right? Because as soon as you, anytime there's that transition, there's trouble, mm. right? Like anytime there's that transition, there's an opportunity for things to go off the rails a little bit. And I think that's kind of, that's kind of where we're at is like, if you, can, if you can acknowledge that there is going to be a little bit of period of disruption um, and that you need to kind of make that period as short as you can and get back on track, then it goes okay. But if you're sort of not ready for it and you get caught out, then that period of disruption becomes six months, yeah. a year, whatever, where you haven't been to the gym, where you've just not been eating right. You know, you, you kind of undo a whole bunch of hard work. Yeah, and that that transition coming into to the, the, the lockdowns, there would be a lot of people that had a regular training routine that are still sitting on that downward slope because they haven't managed to make the transition to either something else or just find routine again or get back into some kind of some kind of cycle and they're probably just sitting there waiting until their gym reopens or whatever it is that they do and they're going to get a fucking nasty shot. You know, six, eight weeks, 12 weeks of not moving and eating shit and then you're just a fucking injury hazard after that. You won't that. jump back into jiu-jitsu <laughs> <laughs> with yes. your mate who's been lifting weights yes. for fucking 12 weeks <laughs> yes. following the Bulletproof program, yep. Jungle Brothers Online, yep. and then he just <laughs> fucking tears your arm off your torso. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> That's right, you know. So that's another good thing. Like over this time, if you are, if you can't get access to your discipline, then you should be looking for ways to accessorize for that discipline. And we've had a few guys. We've got um, that young fellow, Neil, that just joined up. And he's like, right, I just want to get mobile. I just want to get strong. I want to hit the mats and just be a fucking animal when I do it. So, and he's training fucking every night. Is I've he? seen him online. Yeah, constantly. And, and I'm watching him. I'm thinking, shit, he's going to get back on the mats. And everyone else is going to be rusty and he's going to be in a much better condition than he was when he left his gym, which I think is great. Yeah. You know? I really admire that. It's fucking awesome. So he, Exciting. he's a new member. We hadn't met him before. Uh, Neil was his name. You said he, so he, he, jiu-jitsu is his thing. Yeah, he doesn't live. Uh, he lives on the other side of Sydney. So he's always checked us out, but he can't get here. Um, yeah, jiu-jitsu is his thing. It's, he's, never he, he's not doing any other um, accessory training and now he's... Um, training with us, mad. using our, st our, um, yeah, our, our um, system. That's mad. Which is good, yeah, That's and cool. it's working. So I guess there's a, there's a thing in that that we could pick into, which is the, um, you know, you, you might have lost the ability to do the thing that you really like doing, jiu-jitsu or Oztag or lifting a barbell or whatever. Um, and if you are attached to that thing strictly, then it's very hard for you to find something else. But if you attach to a greater idea of perhaps um, developing yourself physically or uh, becoming a more robust human being or enjoying the process of, you know, physical development, whatever it is, then it gives you a little bit of leeway to explore different options, doesn't it? Yeah, I think so. And I think for just general well-being and health, it's important to be doing that even without a COVID, you know, yeah. virus. Mixing it up. Yeah, man, fuck. I think it's been a quite fun for lots of people, including myself, to be challenged to do what, you know, to find something new because whatever you could see that 
we'd always train in the gym. You know, always in the gym and on the odd occasion have a park session with a friend or just because it's a nice day or playing on the weekend when you're away or something like that. Um, but, yeah, just, just having some – having that challenge to figure out something, uh, how, to, how to keep moving forward with the goals but just like out in a park or with different gear. It's, it's interesting. You learn a lot about, you know, things. So you mm. say you're trying to achieve a certain movement. You can't do it the way that you've – been doing it now you're going to see a new perspective on how i can approach it and you might be hitting it on a different angle um you know and the and the kind of levers are all changed but in that process you can learn you can learn more about the the primary movement that you were trying to chase before mm. Mm. i um how do you think your do you, when we come out of this do you think your training schedule and your routine will go back to exactly how it was or do you think there's some something in the way that you've been training outside of the gym that you take a little bit of that with you i've been thinking I, about it and i don't know i'd like to think that i'd like to think that i'll make more time to train at home or train outdoors but coming into winter and stuff i could see that i might just revert back to being in here all the time mm. you well we were talking a little bit about how we're gonna change uh, yeah change back and i think I'm going to have a, have a look at it and, and maybe change the way I do things for sure. Um, a bit of logistics involved because I, 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 I want to see, firstly, from a work perspective, like if I can maintain a few days working at home instead of coming over to Botany. And um, I live a little distance away um, from here, so it would, I would gain a lot of time. And because of that, if I stay away for those days, then I would seek out to train over there. So it's going gonna, it's gonna to change if I do that. Um, you know, I'm kind of here on a Tuesday night because I like to do Fire Factory or, or is that Thursday night, you know, mm. whereas if I choose that to be my day over there, I'm end, end up joining a dojo over there or something. So I, I think it's going to be different. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'd be doing a bit more outdoor. Yeah. I used to do a lot of training out, outside um, and it wasn't until we, we got a gym that that pretty much stopped. I mean, I stopped training anywhere else. Once we moved into this big location, I did a few sessions in, in a couple of little gyms. But other than that, it was just like, to be honest, there was nowhere else I wanted to train, you know? Yeah. I just fucking love it here. Like yeah. the people and everything's where you want it to be and the equipment's sick and we've got heaps of space. It's like, it's the, it's the gym that I want to visit when I go on holidays and look for something, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So it's, it, I haven't had that necessity, but now... Um, just getting away from the gym, is, I think, has been really healthy for my just for my headspace, you know. Because when you're training in your workspace, you're constantly thinking, "Oh, I should be, I need to tighten that up," and "Oh, I got to speak to so and so," and "Oh, I'll check my phone." I see but, you doing you know, it. Yeah, when it's you're the worst. <laughs> Sometimes it's the shittest thing. in between sets because you're usually talking out. to me, distracting me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it's been good. It's been good to just focus on the training. Yes. Yeah. 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 So I'm I'm actually enjoying enjoying it, and I think I want to take a little bit of that with me uh, coming out of this. You know. Yeah, it's nice. Yeah. Yeah, like I mean, going down to the park, doing some PT, putting some rings up, some handstands in the, on the you know on a tiled area, or whatever. I'm like, man, why was I not doing this before? Yeah. Especially when the sun's out and you're like, you know, catching a bit of vitamin D, and you're like, this is sick. And there's yes. a park just around the corner from the gym. Like, yes, absolutely. It's not like it's hard. No, no. I think a lot of people are going to uh, have, a, have a little bit of that going on. I mean, even when it comes to stuff outside of training, like going for a fucking walk in nature or playing with your kids, and you're like, shit, why haven't I been doing this this whole time? Things just have just slowed down 
like the whole economy just slowed down. It's like nature's got rains and just pulled them, you know, and everyone's just like, all right, okay, I'm slowing down. And then you're like, oh, fuck, actually, I can still survive like this, you know. Mm. I mean, it's nice if you've got $750. Job keeper yeah, that'd supporting be that lifestyle, yeah. but <laughs> once that shit runs out, it's fucking on. <laughs> Charge. <laughs> yeah, I, I've been sort of thinking about, you know, there's been a lot of people, you see a lot of stuff posted online about, um, you know, people trying to sound kind of profound and, oh, this is going to change everything and like, the world as we know it's going to be different going forward. And the fitness industry will never be the same Yeah, again. and like, and people are realising the connection with their children and it's like, yeah, like people totally are and there's all these great things. And, and then six weeks later. Man, I think, <laughs> I, like I really, I don't want to be pessimistic but I really do think it's largely just oh, going to bro. revert back it's to what It's going to be even worse. People will be working 24 it's hours be a day. Because everyone's going to be like, I need to catch up. And that's yeah. like everyone's. Government's going to be the same. They're going to be like, oh, we need to dig out more coal, fuck, chop down more trees, we've got to get back out of deficit. You know, back into growth. Yeah, everyone's going to be like, yeah, fuck that. Just want the cheapest deal. I'm going to fucking buy the shittiest product, sell it for as much as I can. You know, there'll be there'll be that element for sure. Has to be. You know, which is kind of fucking gross when you think about it. But. It is. I just read that there's a hot, the chapter I was reading in um, Homo Deus, the sequel book to Sapiens. Uh, he's just talking all about um, fuck. He talks about everything in every chapter in that book. Like full on, religion, um, economics, politics, uh, evolution, like it's all there intertwined and he manages to connect all these seemingly random things. Uh, but he's just talking about this perpetual growth trajectory that we've been on and you know how it's unsustainable. So I've been thinking a lot about that and it is quite a depressing thought that it's like, fuck, we are just going to be trying to play catch up and chasing that perpetual growth again. Mm. I mean, there's still hope. There's always a, you know, like that humanity will turn, but shit's going to get worse before it gets better. You know what I mean? Like, there's got to be that. Like, this, this virus is a fucking shot across the bowels. It's not, it's not the fucking big change that mm. everyone thinks mm. it is. Everyone's mm. like, oh, my God, it's a fucking change. It's like, no, it's not. This is a shot across the bowels. What's coming is going to be the big fucking change. What's coming, What's coming? coming? What Bro, is we've coming? We've got fucking 10 billion. What, we've got 8 billion fucking humans on this planet at the moment. Okay. 8 billion. Something we've like hit that. the 8 billion. We've got 8 billion. We've got 13 year, years to drop our carbon output by 7% reduction every year for the next 13 years to stop this planet heating by 3 degrees. Once it hits 3 degrees, then that's when shit just starts to get real ugly. Mm. We've dropped 7% since the start of COVID. So what humans have done over the last six or seven weeks is big radical change and stopping buying shit and stop driving and all this stuff and stop seeing each other and stop consuming has to happen every year for the next 13 years. It's fucking impossible. I'd love it though. Humans can't do that. We're too greedy. You know what I mean? So shit's got to kind of hit the fan and then everyone's going to be like, all right, this is dire. We've got to make changes. And with that, there's going to be a huge amount of loss and fucking... Lots of nasty shit's going to happen, but hopefully at the other end we'll be like, okay, well, we'll make that transition to renewables, we'll get this circular systems going, and hopefully, you know, we pull through, you know. But that's why we're fucking doing what we're doing, bro. It's true. That's why we're doing what we're doing. That's why we're building that bunker under the gym, bro. That's, that's why right, we've got bro, fucking you know? panels <laughs> on the roof and we've got a garden out the front. We're off the fucking... Why have been hoarding that diesel? 
Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. We all got our gun license. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man, it's fucking yeah, it'll be an interesting yeah. time. And I think you have to be fit and strong and 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 capable of diversifying quickly and and adapting because diversifying all, in life not just your assets that's right yeah mm. yeah life and you train everything and and being able to like the to be able to to shift and pivot and move in a different direction because it things are not as consistent St- as and they stable seem. as they seem yeah, yeah and i think that this virus has exposed a lot of that it's shown Could, us yeah that. it has it yeah. really has, huh? Yeah, there's a lot of holes in, in what we look at as being a very stable, very robust environment, you know? But imagine if this happens every year, you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, that, you know, talking about how that kind of veil's been lifted on the, the, the relative instability of things, you know, with the, the, um, the Chinese, uh, them not taking beef imports um, or beef exports from Australia, you know, whatever, I don't really feel particularly passionate either way. But the, it's, it's, it's funny when you think, fuck, there's businesses that have been out there for a long time, well-established businesses, been operating for decades, made huge amounts of money, and it's all based on this one relationship. And if that relationship ceases, then that business ceases. Mm. Like, they, you know, like the, 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 the trajectory they've been on as they know it will stop and they'll have to find a new way to... And you're like, fuck, imagine having like, just like one single linchpin... Yeah, that could yeah. undo all of your hard work like that. Mm. We've seen it everywhere. Even people in um, our gym, their businesses, people, there's a few mm. people in the textile industry and stuff like that. And it was just like, yeah, we can't make clothes. We can't get fabric in. And that's just one example on one level of business. But, you know, it's happening everywhere. It is, huh? It makes me think I'm sitting here thinking. What's our linchpin? Yeah, we relying on <laughs> who we're li- You know, this electricity here we need freaking... It's true. We're relying on us. Yeah, we but yeah, I mean, I, I do, I do feel, I do feel good knowing that what we do is, is, it's, you know, it's relying on things like electricity and whatnot, and fucking, you know, renting this building and whatever. But that's about it. Yeah. You know, the, the what we sell is essentially knowledge, what people relationships, will, yeah, connection, what people will need for forever. Mm. You know, and it's like we can keep, hopefully, we can keep peddling that to the good people of Botany. T, you got to go. T's out. Thank you. Cheers, bro. Audi. He's just brought the fire and brimstone and now he's tacking it <laughs> up. That's right. About to cool off. So, what, you know, talking about the, the routine piece and stuff with training, because I guess we want to give folks a bit of a practical kind of, a couple of practical things that they can think about yes. as we go into this next stage of transition. Yes. What, what do you do to keep your training on track? Okay, well, we spoke about it last week a bit and... Um, yeah, I'm, I'm no freaking soldier and robot. I can't do it alone. I went and seeked help. So I just went and got help. I was like, this isn't working. I tried to pull myself around um, and I ended up going to Marco and getting a program off him. And now I'm accountable to him. And I got a program and, man, it just took a lot of relief off my shoulders. And it's just amazing because I just hadn't had a program from anyone for a while. Yeah. And um, it's just that feeling you've been there before where someone else is just programming your stuff and you gotta, you got to let them know what you're doing. Um, so in short, I tried to do it on my own. Wasn't working so well because I was still dealing with the ins and outs of the transition, but I was more aware that I needed to change. And then I just was like, ah, you know, why are you doing just it alone? Just fucking outsource go, this section. Just go get it. Yeah, so... Such um, a good point. Yeah, finding help 
either from uh, like that's for me you know I'm a coach and I kind of know what I'm doing in training and you know Marco gave me some work it's more the accountability thing you know and being able to bounce off you know my goals to, to him but for an individual it's just as simple as you know joining a gym maybe and it's just being in, accountable to the group joining the tribe um, or just going for, for that one-on-one and, and getting everything really tailored for yourself. Yep. Someone to talk to besides just, you know, the movement stuff because, you know, PTs do a lot more than just the physical part as well. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, get help. What about the logistics of actually getting then that training done? What do you do? Is it to, Tell me how you manage your calendar, manage it around the kids, all that kind of thing. Um, Is it non-negotiable? Is it dynamic? Yeah, so I... Yeah, I, I can't do it at home. So I started training with clients. That's what I was doing. Um, so I, it was accountability to other people and accountability to, to that session that I was doing with them. Um, so, uh, yeah, I pretty much had to pair it along with yeah, the time that would work best for me where there was no distractions, where I was there for it. And that is, um, I've been doing handstands with Susanna at the park last six weeks so and it's been really great and you know we're just there all the time sue joined us this week it was really cool um and then i train on the days that i'm in the gym so that's that's monday wednesday friday um and then you know i'm i come from group training man like you know that's why i really love jungle brothers i'm not this coach that teaches group training but loves just to do my own thing um, I'm in the Fight Factory class on Thursday nights. I'm, you know, trying to stay connected with people because I, I love that that sort of thing. So um, it's kind of, yeah, that's how it's worked out for me. It's like on that schedule, put it in those those time slots and, and where I can be accountable to to people. Like, you know, train, if I can find a way to train with someone, then that's worked really well. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. I think there's a lot of like, for people listening maybe who train at our gym, there's a lot of... Um, there's a lot of practicality in that 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 you could have with say uh, a training buddy at the gym, so someone that you you would typically attend classes with and maybe partner up with. Mm. Um, you could book to train together at certain classes online. You yeah, could also yeah, yeah, take yeah. it a step further and talk with the coach. So talk with one of the coaches here and be like, hey, you know, whatever. I want. I just want to be accountable to someone. Yep. Um, can I book 30 minutes with you or an hour consult? Can we sit down online or face-to-face, whatever, and go through what I want and you tell me what classes I need to do and if anything outside of classes, tell me and I'll do it. And then yes. let's check in each week. Or like there's, you know, and a lot of people do do that, right? Yes, yeah. Uh, I think to a lot of people it doesn't occur to them because they've just never maybe engaged a coach in that way. Yeah. But I, I think about like I've had quite a few people sort of old clients of mine reach out and be like man can you write me a program like just write me a program and get it across to me here's how much i can train yes yeah and you know these are people outside of the gym they don't attend our classes but i'm like fuck it's funny everyone wants a program and i'm like yeah but it makes so much sense it just keeps them accountable instantly yeah yep. in the exact same way that you said that talking to marco has helped you yes yeah totally yeah and you know it's it's worked and there's elements of that that I was, you know, in the programs. Um, they're great, but there's uh, things that I, I know how to do those things as well. It's just like it was mainly him putting it together and handing it over and us shaking hands virtually on this agreement between the two of us. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I think for, for members as well, 
yeah, it's not easy. Like say you train even in a buddy partnership with someone for years in the gym, you may not have, um, you may not have crossed the social line with them and seen them outside the gym. True. Either, either. You might not text with them yet. Yeah. And it's hard to, yeah, it's kind of casual and you see them every session, but you don't, yeah, you haven't bridged that gap, which you should. I'll tell you about how I text with my barber. No. (laughs) It's a funny story. Which barber is this? His name's Nabil. You've been going through a few the last few years. Did you find one that you... He's my guy now. Okay. He's been my guy for, I don't know, maybe a year. Yeah. He's up at um, East Gardens. Yep. At the, he, he owns the barbershop there, Uppercuts, I think it's called. It's a big <laughs> one, as goes there. But he's real good. But I just, yeah, but I just went in one time and, and he, you know, and he's a bit of a staunch dude. He's like, what's up, man? You know, and I'm like, yeah, I'm just here for a haircut. He's like, sit down. Anyway, then we started chatting. He's a really nice guy. We get along quite well. But it's funny, right? Because I, would, I was like, bro, this is a good haircut. This is quality. I've been searching for this for a while. I'm going to come back to you. And he's like, cool. When you come, just wait and take a number and wait. And then ask, I'll see you. And then I'll get you up when I can. So I'm like, all right, cool. So I go back and he's my guy. And people are like, oh, are you next? And I'm like, no, I'm waiting for Nabil. It's that kind of thing. Yeah. And uh, anyway, we, you know, like you talk, right? So you catch up, talk about the UFC, talk about like funny shit that I saw on YouTube. I think I was telling about a podcast we did and, you know, eventually you're like, oh, I'll, I'll send you a link to that thing. So then it's like, yes. oh man, what's your number? Yeah, 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 you know, yeah, and yeah. then, and then you got the person's number, but it's like, well, we're, it, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a, he's my barber. I'm the client. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you know, yeah, we're not homies yeah. yet. Yeah. Yes. So, you know, like, oh, hey man, here's that thing I told you about. And he, yeah. he responds like, thanks man. I'll check it out. We don't go beyond that. <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. But I told, I told me, so I was like, I think, funny. I think I've got a new friend. Yeah, and yeah I was like, that's right. <laughs> it was the end of last year. I was like, Nabil's my, 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 no, it was the beginning of this year. I'm like, Nabil's my newest friend in 2020. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's true. It's different as a number exchange because you can, you can actually just send you via Instagram. You, it's true. Yeah. But even that, like, oh, what's your handle on Instagram? Let yeah, me, Let's true. hook up. It's like, yeah. you know, sometimes that's a bit weird. It is weird. Yeah. But, you know, if you, if you are a member of the gym, just do it. Fucking ask that person. Yeah, I mean, you're, if you're in this gym and, you know, in this spot, in this time, in this city, doing the training in the same class, the chances are you have way more things in common than you have uncommon type thing. You it's know true. what I'm saying? You, you're probably good candidates for at least a, a social, like a... Yeah, 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 that's right. It's, it's just... Some a, kind of friendship. It's leaps and bounds and walking past someone on the street to yeah. find this spot. And there's a part of you inherently that is like-minded. So just, just yeah, throw it out there. Do it, man. Yeah. Okay, so the, the training buddy thing's big. i tell you what's, what's been quite important for me has been scheduling my training in. I used to sort of do like, oh, I'll sort of train sort of to in the morning, like mid-morning or I'll train mid-afternoon depending on what I've got on that day. And yep. with the way I, I work, I just... I just work through. I just don't, like if I don't train, if I don't have it booked in at some point and even with it booked in, I fucking, I come very close to missing it a lot of times mm. and, and often do, right? I'm like, I can, I'll skip today's session because whatever this work in front of me is more important. But um, I, Misa and I have booked in that we train at 4.30 mm. on, uh, oh, it's really Monday to Friday and we train from 4.30 till 6. And sometimes we don't get down into the garage until 5, sometimes 5.30, sometimes 6.00. But it's there and it kind of keeps us both on track. So I come down, she's doing whatever. I come down from, from the office. I'm like, hey, let's train. She's yep. like, all right, I've got to wrap this up. And then we go, you know. 
And yes. having that there, it's sort of marking the end of my day, like as punctuation, like this is the end of your work for today. Yes. You can always go back and do shit after dinner, but typically we'll train and we'll come in, make dinner, eat dinner, and then it's like, you know, whatever. That's really nice. Uh, it's very convenient that you can keep that on the same time every day because um, that, that uh, really nails the habitual nature of it. Yes. You know, where you feel drawn to it, whether you know what the time is or not, or it's what you usually do and you've been doing it for so many weeks. It's true. The hard thing, or not the, you know, the, the interesting thing will be to take the principle that you just mentioned about scheduling the time. Um, and then you've also got the buddy thing going on, taking that principle and then going back to potentially an irregular schedule where you can't have it. Do you know what I mean? Like Where it's coming not daily at that time. Yeah, yeah, at the same place as well. It's true. Yeah. Yeah, where it becomes like, oh, Mondays, Wednesdays, I train at this yes, time in the afternoon. Yeah, yeah. Tuesdays, Fridays, I do this in the morning. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and no doubt that's what it will be, right? Like when we go back to it, I'll go back to jujitsu a few times a week. And of course. You just, it's sort of how it has to be. Yeah. But um, I, yeah, I mean, I, for, you know, for people with their training and stuff, it's really important, I think, to to view a baseline for yourself. And this is something I talk about a lot. I put a blog out about it last week, which was just committing to one training session that week. So say you start your week and you, whatever, you don't, you don't go to a class on Monday and then it gets to Tuesday and you don't go to a class on Tuesday and you're like, fuck, this week's going to be a write-off. The, the whole thing compounds in your head and you think like, oh, I've blown it. The, you know, what's the point of even trying? I, I'm just going to start fresh next week and take the rest of the week off. Mm. instead of letting yourself fall victim to that, because I, I understand that thought process, it, it's kind of, it happens to all of us. But if you can just cut it short and go, no, 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 I'm going to train once. <clears throat> so I'm going to go to a fucking 9.30 class tomorrow. I'm just going to do that class. Mm. That's, that becomes very easy to achieve. You're like, all right, I can make that hour. And the momentum that you get from just doing that one session, that one class, mm ultimately makes it really easy for you to get back on track. You're like, oh, fuck, I'm going to do a class tomorrow as well. Yes. Before you know it, you've hit three sessions of that week, even though you, you know, in your mind, you blew it the first half of the week. Yeah. Um, but you pulled it together and had a great week. Yeah. And I think that that's like, like setting that little, that little sort of immediate goal and making it very achievable right off the bat is <clears> super <throat> important. Yeah, I'm, I, I really believe strongly uh, about that. And... Um, uh, how do you put it? Like I remember, you know, and it's something that coaches, good coaches do, um, which is um, being able to play with the uh, the variables of uh, challenge and ability. Something has to be challenging enough for you to progress, but it has to, you have to be able to access a bit of that at a certain level that it keeps you engaged with the thing. You know what I mean? So if you make something too hard, they're going to tap out or they're not going to get the benefit. And if it's too easy, it's the other way around. And that's like, I feel so many people, and I heard a few stories, including one of the coaches, he was like, oh, you know, I started training again, I was doing everything, it just felt really shit, and I haven't been, haven't been training so much. And I was like, well, you probably shouldn't have gone back to doing five by five, um, you know, body weight, heavy, high intensity shit, you know? And, and people just going back to where they were, or I used to train at this, and they're like, I gotta go four times a week, and then they get stunted, and they're disappointed because they only got twice and, you know, so I... Set the bar too set high. Set the bar too high. And I feel like, you know, where's the right point for someone? And, you know, a good average is our JB Weekly 3. But if it's for that person who's, 
not getting to zero, then one is huge achievement. Yes. Especially when they look at all the things. So it's like you actually have to set the goal that's challenging but achievable and, and build on it from there. So it's just not getting stuck in this idea or, or in a metric that you've built from another time. Yes. And, you know what I mean? So, uh, yeah, I, I didn't read that blog, but it's spot on. And it's kind of – it's sort of a bit of a tendency I think high achievers have with wanting to chase perfection – yeah. It's like, oh, well, you know, I want to work on handstands twice a week and then obviously I've got to do my, uh, my barbell lifts. That's twice a week. And then yes. I want to get a couple of mobility sessions in there because I've got those goals. And then, uh, you know, I want to do a bit of fight stuff too, obviously. And you're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. That's like, we're talking about eight sessions right now. Yes. Let's just bring it back to like what's important. Like let's just get three sessions. That, was, that was me only a few years ago. Always like that head full with wanting to do everything. And now I know that it's... I, you know, I now I'm more aware of the situation that I'm in and it's more about, say, doing the one class every single week consistently over time, you know, type thing, um, rather than trying to do it all in, in bursts. And yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. stressful. Yeah, and it's if stressful. You, and if you've got other shit to deal with, you, you, you almost don't have the mental space for and it, And the anxiety right? builds. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Yeah, that's, that's a shit feeling. Yeah. Um, I guess the other, the other part of that, uh, for folks is like like something that I find um, in in managing like chaos in my routine is like forcing that one session as early in the week as I can. Mm. I know for myself like um, say we're coming in like this happens with our business a lot. We come into new circumstances and as a team we decide, hey guys, we need to do this fucking thing that's going to take like a lot of time and energy over the next couple of weeks. Like this is our focus right now. Like coming into this COVID thing where we're like, mm. all right, we've got to get an online broadcast going. Um, we've got to get the coaches sort of up to speed with it. Like, you know, we've got to purchase equipment, blah, blah, blah. Y- you know, you're like, all right, this is going to be fucking hectic. And what I find really helps is training on Monday. Mm. Because Monday's the beginning of the week. It's typically my most mentally heavy day mm. because it's where I'm trying to get ahead of the race as much as I can and if I don't train on a Monday I find that the rest of the week it's very easy to let it go mm. I just fall victim to like the the busyness yeah. and I that same thing that I just mentioned a moment ago I just go oh fuck it I'll start next week but if I train Monday then Monday night I'm going to bed I'm like fuck yeah I nailed today I'm always going to do the work like the work always happens the work will always take priority for me yeah so then I'm like okay the, the training is the thing that will drop off if I can hit the training then my week is going to work out a lot better. Mm-hmm. So train Mondays. That's my big thing. Train Mondays. Train Mondays, man. That's your hashtag. Train Mondays. For your Monday ha- post. Fucking oath. Um, talk to me about the nutrition side of things. You mentioned before that sleep and water have been a couple of focuses for you lately. Uh, yeah, it was in those uh, shitty weeks. Yeah, it was really basic. You know, I was... You guys were talking about how you were reaching for a beer every night for, for a period. I didn't quite do that. Um, I'd say the alcohol levels has gone up, but from... You think really you're better it. than me? Well, yeah. <laughs> no, not at all. Uh, I'm actually trying to drink more now because you guys are drinking. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, no, but I was binging. I got the Ozark and I was talking about this like a month ago on the podcast, but fucking you put it under my nose. No, you and T, <laughs> T talked about it and you were both like, yeah, oh yeah, you know, I said, oh, you're oh, not watching shit, Ozark? <laughs> oh yeah, you're not watching, it's the one, it's the one, was what <laughs> you guys said and you both agreed. So I took that on, COVID hit 
and I what I was just staying up watching double episodes, <laughs> you know. And it was like, no, you, you know, the kids go to bed, Tash goes to bed. It's you clean up. It's nine thirty. Tuck them in as you're tucking them in. You're just like, ooh, <laughs> 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 you're rubbing your heads yeah, together. That's right. <laughs> yeah, who are they going to screw over this? Head? Yeah, um, you know. And you start an episode at nine thirty. It's just bad news. You know, so it's uh, so for well, me. If you're doing a double, yeah, you're doing a double. It's bad news, and you know, I go in watching single, knowing you, you know, that little bar is going to give you four seconds. Next episode starts in five, four, three, exactly. And you're like, don't you can't even find the remote, and it kicks off exactly. (laughs) Um, So for me, it was the sleep thing, and um, it's crazy, man, how um, something like that can get a hold of you, you know, and I'm aware of it but I'm still going back and indulging night after night. It's a problem. And it's probably symbolic of... It's an addiction, mate. It's an addiction. You know, Um, I'm sick, guys. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not fucking this up. I'm asking for help. (laughs) 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 But um, uh, it's the the fucking new wave crack epidemic. (laughs) But it's like, it's it's symbolic of a a greater problem that I've been thinking about during this podcast is like, how do people get aware? How do people realize the slide? How do people get out of that mudslide? And like, I think a big part of it is the fact that people don't do things like journaling. They don't have enough time to to sit and be and reflect on all the things that are important to them just day in and day out, you know? Yeah. So, you know, I'm doing this. I was like not sleeping well and it was just compounding um, and with less movement. I was still coaching classes and moving a bit, but my volume of movement went down. So I was just feeling stiff and stuff. Um, And I know when I don't sleep much and that's happened through cycles, I've had some bad cycles through parenthood and whatnot where, um, you know, I just start to feel really tight and man, I just had to, I realized what it was. And then I just said, dude, I just got to go back to basics and start sleeping more. Um, and paired with the, the tightness thing, um, I started doing some mobility drills at home and realizing I was really feeling like hard, hard to get into stretches. You know, it was difficult. Um, and then I just thought, God, I just looked at what I was doing. And first of all, not even food. Food's been okay. I get cooked for and I'm really, really lucky. But I was just drinking like probably a third of the water I would drink usually hmm. at the gym. Yeah. Because you're at the gym, whatever it is about that, like I guess you're talking more, so you're not just sitting in a house, not perspirating, moving, talking. Now I've drunk like two massive cups because, you know, just my volume of water went right down. I was like... You usually have God, a water bottle at the gym, whereas bo- you don't really roll with a water bottle at home as much. Not as much, you know, and, and if there's kids and everyone going around, you're not thinking about yourself as much. You're just distracted, you know. Um, so I just thought, yeah, my tissues are fucking... I'm not giving them a chance here. Dehydged. Dehydged, man. So I was like, I just was like, I, okay, I'm drinking three litres of water a day and I'm going to sleep, you know, and I changed my thing and it was like, I got to get a minimum of seven. Um, and then I realised that I was trying to work. I was like, with that minimum of seven, I was like, it doesn't really work that way. So then I was like, I just got to pull the pin on the show. So yeah, look. Savage. If you just go back to... Um, yeah, it's what I did was though, I knew it was coming and I watched as many as I could in a short <laughs> amount of time, really went hard. And now I'm like halfway through season three. But um, yeah, it was just going back to basics and that was very basic. Sleep and drink water and, you know, the nutrition thing, 
it, it was doing okay, but I took a moment to think about it and go, yep, okay, my tissues are all right now and I can start to build on that from there. I mean, it, fuck, it always comes back to those simple things though, doesn't it? Mm. Like if you, um, if you think, and I can't rattle it all off the top of my head, but our, the, the member's creed that we have, yep. you know, if I think back to what's in there, it's like, like move my body every day, um, drink at least two litres of water a day. Eat mainly fruits and veggies. Whole foods. Whole right? foods, yep. Seasonal whole foods. Mm. And learn to cook for yourself. Mm. Um, uh, make time to meditate daily. And whatever that is for you. Maybe your journaling is your meditation. Maybe you like to sit cross-legged and do the thing. Listen to music. Yeah, like really but some time to kind of just be by yourself and, and, and sort of center yourself. Yeah. Um, do those things. And if you do those things like consistently... You, you, man, they really push the needle in terms of your just your your sense of well being and your sense of control, 100%. and you know your sense of control over your day and the outcomes and and your how you show up in relationships and all those things. Um, you know, in in some ways, when we're talking about training and stuff, I feel like I often think like, oh, what would it sound like to someone who doesn't know about this gym or like someone who doesn't know about this gym fitness kind of lifestyle yes. and they listen to this and they're like, oh, you sound like, like, like exercise is so important and it's like, and you know, or like yes. that we place this great importance on it and I think I could see that for some people that would sound kind of absurd mm. because it's like, you don't need to train five days a week, right? Like you just need to do some shit, you, you know, every other day kind of vibe. Um, but the, but it's not about the exercise or the training. It's about how that affects you throughout the rest of your day and the rest of your week and your your training your nutrition your sleep how you uh control your mindset all of those things tie into that mm. and i think like yeah like like we've just said they're all so important when one of them goes off the rails a little bit it's not the end of the world but when you find that a few of them have gone off track you notice the difference and you're like fuck why do i feel so chaotic right now yeah um so it's simple stuff but it's like it's important you could have any goal in the whole in the entire world, whether it's financial, it's in another industry or a relationship, any goal at all. And I, I think I could say with full confidence that uh, exercise and, and being healthy uh, would assist that goal. You know, um, unless your goal is to smoke yourself and eat yourself to death. Yeah, not be healthy. <laughs> yeah, not be healthy. Then you know what I mean. Like, um, and yeah, I mean I've always been th my perspective has always kind of been that way like it's a support for my life rather than my entire life yeah um so yeah and we were talking about the other week like fuck, baseline for me is just energy you know energy that i have and that was something very evident to me back in the day when i kind of made the flip but um now I, it's I, I notice it every now and then like i don't get a lot of sleeps often um, and, you know, I still, I can still show up, you know, and I, I can't measure that, but I, I know, um, you know, I, I guess you could, you could see people kind of from the same place, same age, same, you know, sort of circumstance. And I, I guess I can see the evidence of non-action in, in them. And I, I know that I've, you know, it's helping me yeah, day to day. Yeah, it's cool, man. It's a big one. Mm. Well, for folks out there, get on that shit. Um, Find yourself a journal. Start doing some meditation and shit. If you, if you haven't done meditation before, just use an app, use Headspace, use Calm, something like that. 
dial your sleep in. Make sure you're getting to bed at a regular time. Make sure you're getting up at a regular time. Make sure you're getting at least seven hours a night. Bedtime, like a nighttime routine, morning routine, that stuff's super important for me. Um, prep your food. Make sure that you're eating well. Make sure you're drinking plenty of water each day and train. Just do something with your body every day, but try and train hard three times a week, huh? Mm-hmm. Get something, you know, something substantial done on those days. Absolutely. Get some help. Yeah. Get some help, whether that's, yeah, PT or coach um, or buddying up with someone that you know, um, getting some advice on what you should do as well as uh, just accountability to that person. Would be cool. I mean, if we think like um, for most gyms, we've got one, we've got our Facebook group. Most gyms have a social group, right, that their members belong to, whether it's on Facebook or WhatsApp or whatever. Um, That's a great place to reach out and find a training buddy, someone that's like, you know, there's probably someone out there that wants to reach out as well, looking for, you know, a bit of mutual accountability. Hit them up, say, hey, does anyone want to pair up with me to hit these two classes each week and help keep each other accountable? It's, you know... It's so easy to do and those tools are there for you to leverage. Absolutely. Should uh, definitely post this episode, make a point of posting this one in the, in the tribe group this week. Good point. Yeah. It's yeah. a good point, I will. Um, we'll wrap it up there. Bro, thanks for today. Thank you. Thanks everyone for listening. Um, I hope you got something out of that. If you enjoyed it, please share it with a friend or take a screenshot, post it on your Insta stories, something like that. Just help spread the word because the more listens we get, um, the, the, the better support we have to continue doing the, bigger the podcast. bigger my ego. That's right. Damn right. <laughs> Where the numbers at? Um, not a lot. Co- not a lot coming up here besides the fact that hopefully the gym doors will be opening soon. So you know, k- stay tuned for that. We'll let you know once we know. And, and you know, there's there's not not a lot of clarity around that now. But we're hoping maybe between four to six weeks would be cool. Mm. Um, in the meantime, all of our coaches are available. Personal training, one to one consults, whatever you need, hit us up. Um, if you want help with your training and you don't train with us. Hit us up, junglebrothers.com. We've got live classes. We're doing up to six of them a day, every day of the week, except for Sundays. Um, there's a shitload going on. So if you need help, reach out and let us help you. Thanks, fam. We'll catch you guys next week. Peace. Peace.